This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers! We are back, baby. We are back. It is August 15th. We are already halfway through the month. We are less. We are we're like four weeks away from the start of the NFL season. Less. Uh we're really close. Either way, I didn't do the math before we hopped on here. Um, but nonetheless, the Lions um win the first preseason game, much to Woo-hoo. UJ's chagrin. Um <laughs> Chuckered. But the Lions win 21 to 16 in a, a thriller for preseason, at least. Uh, Maurice Alexander, 94 yard punt return touchdown. Uh, and the, the place was electric. A sellout in Ford Field for a preseason game. Pretty wild. The Giants had to go to a silent snap count. We're going to get all of that in a moment. But before we do, we got the blue cooler here to break everything down. And this episode will be going with the risers and the fallers and uh, some of the other implications from the first preseason game. But I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest of the crew that's here. We got UJ. Hello, everybody. Red Dog. Yo. And Connor. What up, Lions fans? All right, gentlemen. So, as I mentioned, the Lions 21 to 16. UJ. I mentioned yeah. you you were not happy with the Lions winning. Uh, no. You explained it last time on the podcast, but uh, it's really know, simple. It's really you, simple. you're not drinking the blue Kool Aid. I see. So oh, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. You know, all of us as sports fans have some superstitions, and I'm sorry. In 2008, we won every preseason game. We were the preseason champs, baby, four and zero. And what happened after that? We lost every regular season game. So since that day, since that year. I have been always rooting for them to lose at least one mm. preseason game, at least one. So that's you know the Ravens have won twenty four straight preseason games, and they seem to be doing just fine as an organization. UJ, How many got- Super Bowls have they won in that time? One. Oh, darn. That's UJ, one you got you got to let go of the past. This team is different. I know. That, that, I know. That don't matter no more. It's one of them things. Can I tell you? Let go of the past. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think of the, the before before we get into all the uh, um the the game itself? Uh, just the the crowd there uh, was oh, awesome for a preseason electric. game. Isn't that yeah. amazing though? I saw several other preseason games uh, on the NFL Network. You know, throughout the day, I was catching a little bit here, a little bit there, and none of the crowds were anything like that. They were all in no. the half full oh, stadiums everywhere. If if they were even half full. You know, I mean, you need some of the better teams, and and the Lions yeah. sell it out, unbelievable. There's excitement. Bob, Bob and I used to go to at least one preseason game like eight or nine years ago. You know, like when I was in high school, and it was always like a library in there, and like there are just yeah. pockets of people around. But what I saw last weekend looked totally different. You could have thought that was the season opener, and I would have maybe believed you. It's crazy. Seriously, absolutely. And they sold the. They sold out. All, I don't think I mentioned. I forgot to mention this in the last episode. I think, but uh, selling out all the the season tickets uh, for the first time in 
their history. Uh, I didn't that, realize that was the first that, time, but that's crazy. That, that just shows how much enthusiasm is pent up for this team and all the positive vibes and all the Kool-Aid that's being drinking out there. Hey, so here's the question. Here's the question. Which big-name celebrities are going to start putting their face out there, buying the front-row seats and wanting to be seen on Lions games? Who, <laughs> who are we going to see out there besides the usual Detroiter people, Kid Rock and, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, going to be Tim there. You know, Tim Allen. Tim Allen's been there. Tim Allen. We're going to see any other, like, Hollywood people, like, Someone coming out and you know wanting to yeah. be a part of this. Billy D. Williams, Nicholson will switch from the, from the face, Lakers uh, to the Lions or something. I don't know. Who's the guy that's always with the Rock in every movie? Yeah, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart always attaches himself to whatever team has just won the Super Bowl, so he'll be a Lions fan soon enough. Oh yeah, we'll get a phone book for him when he sits down there in the front row, so he can see the see field. over the you know. <laughs> see over um, the so let's <laughs> let's get into the game itself. The Lions win twenty-one to sixteen. I want to go over the risers and the fallers uh, in this game. The, the the players, and and you can include coaches if you want. Uh, but real the players that did themselves a favor, um, or are just rising up. Your hey, favorite hey, board. You can take it however you want, and then fallers. Uh, yeah, Z, Z, Z. Yeah. Side note: I w- I was a riser and a faller today. I rose out of bed and then I <laughs> fell. And I was a faller. Did you, I'll make did sure you, to put you in my fall. But then I got up again. But then I got up again. So I don't know. Was that bed and fall in one motion? I rose then fell. <laughs> all this. Yeah, I don't know. I so feel like you say rise and grind every morning. Tough day for me. So <laughs> anyway, go you're carry the on. You're the epitome of these categories. Then. Carry on. We will. Uh, we we admire your bravery coming out to the, <laughs> the you. episode tonight, UJ. Gotta yes. get back well, up, you know. That's what it's all about. Getting that's back grit up. right there. <laughs> well, nonetheless, I want to go over this first guy that I I believe is a riser, and he did it with one play, really. Honestly, uh, I mean, he he, he showed up with others, but he had the highlight of the game, in my opinion. Besides the Alexander one, but it's Brian yeah. Branch. Yes, Cole with Beasley the... lineup. Yes. Oh, that yes. was a great play. Yeah. Oh, Dude. yes. Um. So I want to show this over to Rudd Dog first. What do you like out of Brian Branch here? I like um, when he nearly killed that guy. <laughs> what, what did you see out of him that maybe uh, you know other teams like? How did this guy fall to us in the second? I know. Like, I, I was like, <laughs> when he nearly killed that guy, I was like, I, yeah, that was probably the best part that made me think that. You know, hey, well, Doug, <laughs> me, me and you have talked many times. I mean, about, you know, comparing him to Troy Palomalu is that not a fair comparison? His reaction time. I don't know about uh, the hair. The Not the hair part. Oh, okay. But I'm okay. saying the instincts. Wait, what? Well, it just oh, reminded yes. me. Palomalo, we were talking oh, about. Oh, we've, we've, yeah. we've made that comparison because we always used to marvel at his reaction time and he can fly across the field and make a play. Branch, I mean, he flew all the way across the field to make that play. It was astounding. It was oh, beautiful yeah. to see. His reaction time is so quick. It, you yeah. feel like he's a veteran out there. Like he's been in the league for a few years, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he fell to us, but. And it's gonna be solid. Yeah, he looks so ridiculous. Like, I, I mean, it has everyone thinking pretty much Tracy Walker has just fallen off the starting. I feel like because uh, you're gonna put yep. this is this frees up CJ GJ to go back to safety. Oh yeah, and then you, yeah, Kirby you Joseph is probably gonna be you know be the other one. So uh, yeah, I, I I think honestly the plan was for CJ GJ to be our slot corner kind of guy, and then. But now with this development, I don't see how you keep Branch off the field. He's I think that's okay too. Spot. 
Walker's coming back from a major injury, so I think it yeah. basically gives him oh, time yeah. to work back into that role, too. He could be a good depth piece. Yeah, and... some people question his roster spot, but I don't want to go that far. I think he's no, going to make the roster. But... Have you guys it's... seen any bad about him? I haven't really read much about no. him, honestly. Really. <laughs> Walker? Yeah. No. I've heard a couple good blurbs, I feel like, but nothing. I haven't heard a lot of anything other than he's just kind of been out there. Right. Hmm. I, I haven't heard, heard much of Kirby either for that. Yeah, uh, but man, uh, Brian Branch is, I mean, do you, you, on ESPN today, Bill Barnwell, they're the lead NFL writer on there, like went over each team's deficiency that is a Super Bowl contender. So first of all, they had the Lions as a Super Bowl contender. Nice. Oh, one yeah. of the, he listed 14 teams. He, the Lions are one of the 14. And then um, he listed the secondary as the biggest weakness coming into the season, which I don't know if I agree with that because I think it's oh. one of the, it might be one of our strengths, but just the way we've completely overhauled it. Um, Have you guys ever seen a unit from one year to the next with the Lions like so vastly overhauled? I've been trying to think about this, but that secondary from last year to this year is insane. The difference one off. It is. I see it's overhauled in a bad way, like in terms of the white. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's say good way only. Oh, uh, <laughs> you mean getting rid of Sean Rogers to sit Lee Bodden? Uh, <laughs> you could you could say the Matt Millen years or Matt Patricia years forever. But, True, but but uh, good way, it's no, we've seen it overhaul negatively plenty of times in a bad way. But like yeah. at the good same way. time, yeah. I'm not sure which one was bigger overhaul the linebacker room or well the, they did more active changes to the the safety room or, or secondary room. But secondary. the linebackers oh, yeah. are also looking in like a like a tremendously improved spot from last year. I'm as are well. You guys, are you guys still in on Derek Barnes? Uh, from everything I've heard, I, I haven't he's, seen a lot yet from him this camp, but no, I've heard, I, I've heard he's had a really solid camp. He started, yes. uh, yeah, yeah he's been wearing the green dot more. He he was yeah. out in this game, uh, the first linebacker out there with the green dot. I'll tell, you you I'll tell you, who look good together though is uh, Campbell Cam- and Rodriguez. Hold on, we're getting there. Okay, we're getting sorry, there. sorry, sorry, we're getting there. Uh, but the I, I did want to, since we're on the Brian Branch aspect and the safeties, uh, that another oh, guy right. um, that might be pushed out. I don't have him as a riser or faller here, but I, I guess I'm technically falling because uh, I don't. I think uh, at least a lot of the predictions out there for like the 53 man roster is Ify Milifonwu. We haven't heard much about him in the camp, at least oh, I haven't. Yeah. But uh, the way this uh, roster is shaking out, it looks like he is more likely than not not going to be sticking around, so which is if a, he's looking kind of disappointing. If he's, he's looking, looking iffy. iffy. Yeah. <laughs> that was an easy one for you, Jay. Yeah. Will, Will Harris hasn't looked exactly great, not in the preseason game anyway. Yeah. But we'll get to I him, would, too. Yeah. We'll to I, him. I, I think he would be on our faller list later. They kind of go right next to each other, though. They're kind of in line for a similar like roster spot, I feel. We'll talk to him. We'll talk yeah. about him then. Let, let me get to the next guy. We'll stay on the defensive side. We'll, okay. we'll stick with defense. Yeah. We'll move to offense. But We're still on risers, right? Yeah, this is another riser. Uh-oh. And I have John Kaminsky on this list. He was an absolute monster in this yes. game. But that is unsurprising because it's a lot of what we saw out of him last year. Yeah. Uh, you can plug this guy anywhere on the D-line, honestly. He's going to perform. <laughs> Stud. If you look at that play that Branch made, it was basically set up by... Kowalski, so it was, yeah, it was he awesome. knocked Beasley off the route, which was he uh, did. He really set it up. <laughs> it, it was a great defensive play all around. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, I don't know if he, I would consider him a riser because I feel like you said, I'm not unexpected. Like this is that was like 
what you expect out of him, especially against backups and stuff. Uh, that dude's a stud. We knew that last year. So I think I don't think there was really any questions. And if there were, he showed that they were unnecessary. The NFL is talking about making him wrap up that one hand again to make it even for the rest of the <laughs> league. You know, he's now he's got two hands this year. Yeah, uh, look right. out, look out. But man, I just love it's Kaminsky is a lot of fun. I I'm so glad the Lions were bad the previous year because they like there was I think eight teams, possibly ten. Yeah. I'll I'll put in a waiver claim for him when he was released uh, right. from the Falcons and the Lions just were at the top of that list because they were so bad the previous year. That they got him, and it's it's been a blessing because uh, he's been nothing but a terrific locker room guy. Uh, he, this is a guy that's just like a true Dan Campbell guy. Like he's going to be hustling the ball, hundred ten percent of the time. Takes on double teams, move him on the edge, move him to three. He could play all over. Um, and the Lions have him on a pretty good deal uh, for w- what he does for this defense. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. Are you gonna buy? Are you gonna buy a jersey, UJ? Put put Kowalski on the back, and, have, yes, and everybody's absolutely. gonna be like, "Who the hell? What what is going on here?" And I'll say, "You know who it is, <laughs> the, the big Polak guy, Kowalski." Come on! Oh well, I want to. Not an insult. This is a compliment. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. Just want you to know that I'm not insulting the man in any way. I'm purely complimenting. He's a beast. He's awesome. He is a beast. Well, I want to go over another guy that obviously stuck out like sore thumb because he had the big play of the game. Uh, Maurice Alexander, 95-yard touchdown return for a punt. Um, nice. And this is it's so funny because like the headline was that Khalif Raymond, our all-pro punt returner, uh, got the extension. Even though he's much yeah. more than a punt returner. He's, like, he's much more valuable than that. that. That's not why he was signed for his punt returning skills, in my opinion. Right. But it's just funny how that, that was the headline. Um, but uh, Maurice Alexander is someone that's definitely tr- like, if he doesn't get picked up on a 53 man roster, that's going to be a tough cut because someone else is going to pick him up immediately. Um, yeah, do you guys think he makes a touchdowns. roster? Having said that, scoring touchdowns helps. Uh, it's hard to say with the way we, this team's built. There's just so much. Wait, are you talking about Alexander or Cleve Raymond? Maurice, uh, Maurice Alexander. Khalif Raymond does but, does a lot. I don't know. Yeah. And they just Please. signed him to two more years. So, but I wanted uh, your opinion on Maurice Alexander. He's a riser, but did he is he going to rise enough to make the roster? Because you got Monra, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, Marvin Jones, and then you got Dylan Drummond, Antoine Green, uh, Denzel Mims. Mims, and then there's Maurice Alexander. I feel like I haven't heard much about. You forgot Mims. Chase Coda too. Chase Cota, I guess you could throw in there. Uh, he he seems like a practice don't. squad guy, if anything. But I mean, I agree. But I mean, so does Maurice Alexander. Yeah, but it's a great punt return and all that. But I, I think he's still uh, on the. I bubble. think he's still on the uh, outside. Yeah, okay. I think he's. I agree. Yeah, I think I agree. It's just, uh, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think this is the first year where we're going to be looking at good players and being like, "Damn, I can't believe we had to cut him." Right. Like in exactly. a decade, at least, I feel like. This is the first time we've had this problem. So this, this is going to be a first for our pod. So we got to right the ship and stay true amongst the storm when they cut these good players because wow. it's going to be tough. I'm going to freak out. Coming in hard with the metaphor. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But blue Kool-Aid sales will, uh, will, will guide us to shore. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Excellent. Um. Man, that's some bullshit. I'm sorry, guys. 
But no, I mean, I mean, did any of those guys in this game stick out? I, I thought Dremond kind of showed a little bit. He had a nice back shoulder catch. Um, Chase Coda stuck out like a sore uh, Yeah, do you think? But you don't think Coda makes a roster, right? I don't think. I think him and Drummond are like prime uh, practice squad guys because I just think they're both really good. Like they're they're replacing TK, you know. Like, but like I think Coda's got some things that TK never had. He's big and he's not slow mm-hmm. either. Like he's got some tools. Drummond is young and showing so much promise already. But no, I mean we just got too much talent ahead of him. Though, like the, here's the one UJ asked this and like. I feel like he's been kind of like given a roster spot, but I don't see Mims as a guarantee to make this team. Like I've I've not no, seen anything so. from him. No, I, so like Friday I don't Detroit know. Hasn't been cut. Like one of those guys, like Alexander, Coda, Drummond. If they just keep balling out, they might make a bid for that last spot. You know, if uh, Mims can't get it together and show us something, I mean, if Mims is a total flyer after the JMO suspension, but like right. if we don't keep him we get that draft pick back. So I, it felt like a really low risk move and oh, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all. If he didn't make the roster, I don't think they're like depending on him. Too. I just feel like people got Definitely. so excited when we made the move, like that he was kind of seen as, like, I liked him was, a lot. Coming I like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I see why, but I feel like it's caused people to kind of not question his spot on the roster as much, but like, really, if you look at it, there's guys who are putting out numbers right now in camp and in these preseason that, look better than him so if he's got to show us something did he play uh, in his first preseason game i don't, th- I don't I think, think he was he injured yeah i think you're right i think you're right well that's not good awesome. either he wasn't, tar- <laughs> he wasn't targeted yeah. so yeah so i mean we'll have a better backup quarterback next week probably starting so i can see some other stuff well let's go over those first round picks on huh? in early yeah. second rounds uh and we got our first look at jameer gibbs in this game what? <laughs> All aboard the Jameer Gibbs train. <laughs> so, UJ, you're still on the train, huh? After the first one. Do oh, you like yeah. what you saw? Oh, yeah. Okay, about the well, tell me, would you like awesome. what you saw on this game from him? That I didn't see a whole lot, but it doesn't matter. I like, it, it, I like just nothing matters. Catcher. I saw enough. Uh, yeah, he had he a good 18-yard catch. Uh, he yeah, should have had, like, yard. a huge play, but Sudfeld didn't see him till like, way later after scrambling. Oh, we'll he was over Sudfeld. Like, like that, it's... well, his biggest play, that pass reception, he did show a nice presence to scramble with the quarterback and make a easier pass for Sudfeld because he was just sitting wide open in the middle of the field for, like, <laughs> 10 seconds while Sudfeld scrambled and eventually found him. But he led them right into like a like four dudes instead of you know a way where there was nobody. Yeah. But it's all right. Uh, it looked good on his part because he showed that that presence. So I think he showed some veteran things in the way he carried himself. Like he knew he wasn't used a lot. So whoop de do mm-hmm. and with you know not all the starters. So I, he showed enough yeah. to be like no reason to slow down that train. I want to see position. him with like uh, I want to see him on one drive with the starting O line. Like maybe the last preseason game and see what he can do. It is kind of hard to gauge, like with who we had at quarterback and who we had on the O line. Yeah, Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, uh, he can. He can uh, just you know stay stay healthy till week one. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. We we know what he can do. What's Um, his position? I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't touch the ball again. OW is his position. Offensive weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Athlete. Ath. He does it all. No weapon. 
Barrett. I, I don't like he's created a new position. He had to. Yeah. That's how good he is. Well, you know, in college, when they like sometimes recruits don't come in with a position, they're just labeled ATH athlete. Uh, right. <laughs> that's Gibbs. Uh, <laughs> um, well, another guy that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, Jack Campbell. Oh, stud. Jack. Great, uh, great so, 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 first so, so, appearance. So. He was the highest-rated defensive rookie per PFF in the preseason. PFF does preseason rankings. That's right. Oh boy! But uh, nonetheless, uh, I mean, he was all over the field when he was on the field, uh, oh. and it's everything you could hope for <laughs> from yeah. him. My favorite play oh, was when he starter day one when he just runs up and bench presses the guard off his chest and makes the stop for one yard. Like that was just so sick. This awesome dude. Play. Like, I don't know if you guys know saw the one of the one I'm talking about, but like he he's the left or the right guard comes up to try to block him. He just attacks the guard, gets his hands in his chest, presses him off, and is, and is able to just go over and make the tackle in the other a gap. Like like not many linebackers can can do quite that. Like not when because most of them aren't nearly as big. There was like the other one where he like stuffed the run and he just like pushed like three people into the backfield for a he's a, he's a monster. And he's fast. Yeah. It's like, oh, this. You look good in pass coverage too on a couple of plays. He's show, uh, he's setting the new prototype. Mark my words. This this is what people are going to be looking for for years to come. Yeah, this uh, is where absolutely. the Derek Barnes fans might be a little, uh, I don't know, disappointed maybe because Barnes apparently by all measures is playing much better. But but I don't know if you can keep Campbell off the field. I just well, you can't be mad about Campbell ball out. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm still a Derek Barnes truther, but. Jack, Jack Campbell's going to be incredible. And he's gonna yeah, be the, the biggest problem for Barnes and for uh, and for like Rodrigo is that we don't necessarily always run three linebackers. We're more like a two linebacker set team. So it's like uh, I mean, I still think the starting two is going to be Jack Campbell and Anzalone, and and Rodrigo yes. and Barnes are going to get plenty of run in all kinds of different formations. I think they're going to have plays designed for them because of their unique skill sets, but like. Uh, those two are your, your your guys. I think they're just bigger. They're they're both taller. They're fast. Like they're more experienced. Well, not more experienced. Anzalone's more experienced, but like Jack's the kind of guy who doesn't necessarily need it. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah, just I think, think they're gonna. But and this uh, is who I have making the roster for yeah. linebacker for. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, Anzalone, Campbell, Rodrigo, Barnes, Reeves, Maben, and then Anthony Pittman. I have the sixth linebacker. Yeah, special. Are they going to keep that many linebackers? I'm hoping that Noask beats out Pittman because he had four tackles in that game. Uh, yeah, but young kid with some serious upside, undrafted. Like his physical traits are top notch. So. I would love to see him hang around and develop in the background because, you know, that kind of guy. I, Pittman's been around. I don't see him being anything other than a special teamer, so I'd rather have someone with upside. But he's like a, a really good special teamer. He's not like, I like, get a, it. like a mediocre one. So. I get it. I'm hoping Noah can beat him out because he's more, he's physically gifted. He can do some of that stuff so or should be able I to. So. If he can land on the practice squad, I think that would be the ideal situation. Yeah, if that's that's fine, too. I think it's just when you cut candidate. the guy, you always risk him signing with another team. Right, but you but know, maybe where it looked from, really good too, and so. he's from Michigan. I I think the Lions can convince him to come back to the practice squad. Um, but you know, maybe the Lions like someone else throughout the their options through the entire league. Uh, but right, you think they? I mean, but look at the those all those guys sound so much better. Our that talent depth is so much better than it was this time last year. Like, oh yeah, like 
Maybin looked really good in the game, the preseason game, shooting around, making plays. Like he's a viable player. Ever since he starter. got a haircut, he's so much quicker. Now. <laughs> he's he's a l- less wind resistance, and he just flies around the field. And that's amazing. Um, yeah, that's it, UJ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, there's just a lot of talent at this linebacker room. Definitely. And another guy I wanted to mention, um, early second round pick, Sam Laporta. The Lions go for it on fourth down. He has it right in his chest, and he dropped it. Oh, <laughs> he's a bust yeah. right now. Cut he's him. been killing it in training camp, though, so I'm not Cut worried him. about him. No, bust. The one thing one that's been playing in training camp to a degree yeah. is drops, though. Um, it's no big and, deal. Of course, the first one out, he drops. People are, are, are was anybody thinking Lions tight end curse? No. On it? No. No. Not really. No. Sure. No. no. Not even you, UJ. You're not even yeah, drinking Kool Aid on this team. You're in from the loose. No, what? What are you talking about? You're in for the lines to lose. You were. You're like, yeah, way to drop it. I want to lose this game. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I don't want him to drop it in the way of losing the game. I just wanted to lose the game, <laughs> not necessarily people <laughs> drop things. You know, there's there's other ways of losing the game. You know. That was the only one. I don't understand your logic, <laughs> UJ. But maybe I will one day when I'm older. I hope you will, yeah, young, young Jedi. You will learn. <laughs> well, um, anyways, did you guys have anything else to add about uh, Laporta? No, uh, no, I'm not worried he's about solid. him. Solid. I'm not worried about him at all. all right. Another guy, a riser, I would call, uh, is uh, James Mitchell. I think he looked pretty good in this game. I think he solidified his uh, yeah. spot in this roster for now, at least. For sure. Yeah, he's definitely gonna be on the roster. <laughs> Like, a few like... nice catches, three for fifty-three, and a nice yeah. long one uh, for like twenty yards over the right side. Uh, his, his tools are are good, man. I mean, this kid. I mean, three catches as far as for like, fifty-three yards. Yeah, yep. as far as a catching tight end, yeah, this kid. He's good. Well, well, and that speed that he has is nice. With like clearly, like uh, Ben Johnson's scheme gets our tight open tight ends open because he didn't make too many contested catches. But like those crossing routes and stuff, where he can turn up field and run for like twenty plus yards, because and because he covers ground so fast, like yeah, I think he's going to be a pain for people this week this year. But like, because like who else caught one? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Brock Wright had a nice catch too. Where like they they love rolling their, those crossing routes with these tight ends. It seems to be really effective. They love it. They love it. It's tough to defend. It's tough to yeah. defend. And if you got the right, if you got the right guys, stuff is a fun. This offense is going to be so ridiculous this year. Like, not once you get Sudfeld out of there, put Jared Goff back there with our O line. Oh, <laughs> take it easy, but take it easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean that that position seems pretty solidified on uh, right, Laporta and Mitchell. Um, yeah. I'd be shocked if they went with a fourth tight end of any degree, Daryl. Daniels and Daniel Helm, who were signed after his ultra got hurt. Um, I don't think are real threats to make the roster unless, you know, we're they're doing something we're not seeing. But the fourth spot could be like for Cabinda, where like he instead of like keep taking an extra running back spot, put an extra tight end, he's like a hybrid kind of. Yeah, that'll nice be uh, it'll be fascinating to see what they do uh, with Cabinda. I, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I have no sense of how they value him. <laughs> well they obviously value him some way because he's mean, still here he did drop a pass i think in this game if i'm not mistaken though which doesn't help but uh he's still held a blocker when he's healthy 
Well, that's the thing. I imagine you keep a guy like him because you plan on having a fullback lead it through the hole, right? Like, and that's where like maybe Laporta or someone else can take that role. But I mean, they they seem to like the idea of a fullback who can be a little more agile and block a little differently than like a pulling tackle might. Um, yeah, it's a That'll classic position which I do. hope they keep around. So. I missed the. I, I'm sort of like sad about the death of the, the fullback as a position. Corey Schlesinger is still probably my favorite line. Fullback uh, died a decade ago. That guy was. Yeah. Great memories of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> if I had awesome. to guess, though, if I had to predict, I think Kabinda is on this roster. Mm. So, but that he could be that last tight end spot. So. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward you, Zita. I think they're going to keep him. I agree. Yeah. Connor, do you think they keep him? Yeah, I do. All right. Nice little consensus there from the Blue Kool-Aid crew. Yes. All right. I have one more ariser. Uh, and this is a guy that I don't even know if he'll make the roster. Kind of in the, the mold of Maurice Alexander, although probably a better shot at making the roster. And that, of course, is Julian Aquara, who had three sacks in this game, albeit against the third string Giants offensive line. But nonetheless, um, Julian Aquara. can ask. Yep, I mean yep. it's better than not getting three sacks, right? <laughs> um, right. It's just always tough to grade, but uh, I mean, the defensive line it has a lot of competition for that edge spot. So you got Hutch, Charles Harris, Kaminsky, Pascal, Houston, and Aquara, uh, Romeo Aquara. Um, it's just a matter of Aquara. do they make room for one more Aquara? Is there enough <laughs> love and enough room for one more? Could- come down to a numbers game and and if it does uh julian i still think is on the outside looking in only because campbell values uh consistency and you know julian does it in spurts here and there and and that's that's his problem i think more than anything he's obviously talented very talented but uh it's just doing it all the time you know and i think that's his thing I agree, UJ, if we're talking, like, right this moment. But, you know, the preseason's still young. There's how many, like, two more games left. Uh, I think Dan Campbell said it. He said, you know, at the very least, he's earned himself some more reps, some more looks. And that's what he's been hurting sure. with for this preseason, this offseason. Like, at camp, he's been that last man on the rotation. But guess what? He came out there and did better than the guys ahead of him. Granted, you know, the top dogs weren't out there. Harris sat. Hutch sat. Uh, but, you know, Kaminsky was out there looking good. But he looked – I mean, he made more plays than James Houston did, though. James Houston also looked very good. He just didn't get to the quarterback. But, honestly, this numbers game goes deeper for the, the D-line, if you ask me, too, because I thought we might be able to couch one of these dudes in that, like, third – or that fourth D-tackle spot. But, like, oh, man, there's going to be such a hard cut because you got Benito Jones getting a sack out there uh, in the game as well. And, like – and he's looking really good. He's looking like a stout force in the run game, and now he's getting sacks. Like I, I was writing him off, but you know, with him and Broderick Martin looking good, probably a lock for this roster. McNeil and Bugs, obvious locks. Like there's going to be a really hard cut somewhere, <laughs> and I don't know because also you have Anzarike. Like Anzarike might have, you know, like he's starting to finally stay healthy and he's flashing. He was getting some penetration. I mean. This is a this is a lot of defensive line wide numbers problem, and there's several that are going to be a little painful. I think. For sure. Yeah, I, and uh, the Benito Jones versus a a Muzurike uh, is still a debate. Uh, if I've seen the spot. it both go ways. I, I it, 
It's just Wunzerike. He's finally healthy. Uh, they invested their time in him. Jones, they invested a little more money. Um, that's going to be a tough one. But Aquara, do you think Julian Aquara makes a roster, Doug? If he keeps putting together performances like he did in this game, like right now, like I said, I kind of agree with you, Jay. Like you can't go off of one flashy game because that's been his problem is flashing. He's got to really capitalize on t- on this game on this performance and keep showing it in camp and in the next preseason games, take advantage of the reps he's earned. And if he does that, I don't know how you cut him, but there's going to be, it's going to be so hard to freaking cut. Cause like, who do you cut? <laughs> like I, I am struggling with it. I can't yeah. think. You, uh, otherwise you, th- you cut Pittman and leave a car on the roster. Uh, I could cut Pittman, team. but like, I mean, yeah, we, I don't we know. We also assume Houston is a lock too, but is Houston a lock? Uh, yeah, I've heard some mixed things about him uh, because he's he still looks awful in the run game by all accounts. So, do you get a, do you cut a home run threat like that though? A guy who might come in and just change games though? I mean, I doubt it. I highly doubt. That's it. the yeah. thing. We looked almost stupid for cutting him last year. You know when he came in and tore things up like he did. Like I just can't imagine they're going to cut him. And it's not like he looks bad passing rushing. He's still looking very good in that department. And that's really you can have a guy who's an elite. At one thing, if he's that good at it, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe he's not a run stuffer, but you know, not everyone needs to be a run stuffer. Yeah. So a lot of the Lions beat reporters think Aquara and uh, Houston had a tighter match for the end of that roster than uh, people might realize, which I found interesting after this this last game. it's it's so hard, man. I, I I can't land anywhere solid right now. I think Pascal looks like a lock. Um, I've also seen o- o- options out there that the Lions trade Houston away. Um, yeah, if they get a late round pick for him. I don't know, man. That's still stupid to me. It would be hard. It would be uh, tough after what he did last year to see him go. Like to but, cut him uh, before the showing, season again. Showing. But he is showing the pass rushing chops, though. That's what I'm saying. Like. I, I, just, I just don't know how you cut a guy like that if, unless somehow because like, the way Julian was rushing the passer did kind of remind me of uh, of him, of Houston. He looked that good. He was flashing. He was speed. He was power like he was real slick and agile and dipped real low. And so maybe there is a competition there, but I don't know, man. After eight sacks and eight games, like, I just don't know how you cut that without at least getting to the season and seeing if he still got it. That's hard. You got yeah. opinions on that, on Julian? Julian? I think of right now, he does not make the roster. I don't think so right now. But uh, he's going to have, the, like you said, consistency. I agree with that. Um, I, I just think they have enough people in the room there. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't another, see them sticking with them. Personally. I think they've seen <laughs> enough. They they know what they got they get out of him yeah. this time. He's into this past, right? Julian Acara in the preseason, like kind of taking over a preseason game. I feel like he's he? done this in the past. Yeah. Um but then we never see it in the right. I feel like season. he's never been this consistently healthy yet, has he? I feel like that's always yeah. been his part of his flashing problem is that he'll be banged up and then he'll come back and flash and then he'll be inconsistent and then he'll get banged up again. I don't know. Uh but I'd rather go with the younger guy. Um Well that's where like I know like if Charles Harris is really looking as good as they say, uh, then obviously that's not happening. But like he's the oldest guy. <laughs> like, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Yeah. Well, I, I want to move on now to the next uh, part here. So we went over our risers. Uh, I want to go to some of the fallers now. And the first one I want to go over is a guy that we can easily dunk on because I don't think he'll be part of this roster. His name's up. He looked horrible. Terrible. Terrible. He got his. Yeah. He got a punched in the gut when they signed uh, Bridgewater. Yep, Teddy, and and he did not respond well. <laughs> well, he told the Lions fans on the first play of the game, uh, "I probably shouldn't belong here." <laughs> two up a floor uh, to the right he, side. Yeah, Easy kinda, pick. Uh, that kind of hit as he threw, though, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't matter. It, what, it, was ugly. it was ugly. Yeah. I'm going to have to bounce, but I want to say one thing about Sudfeld. It, it does kind of suck because I feel like it's feeding the JMO narrative. Um, and their connection being off was the biggest thing for me. Like, they just could not really connect. They had that one nice grab in the end zone. But, uh, man... Teddy's already doing work with JMO, like after practice, like one on one, like running extra routes and stuff. And I feel like that's half the reason they brought him in. Like he's just such a good locker room guy, on top of being, I think, a decently skilled quarterback. But yeah, I don't see Sunfeld having any place in this roster, especially with Hennon Hooker, you know, eventually looming down the line. Like, right. what's the point in rostering the third? I agree with you, Connor. guys. 100%. All right, Connor. Have a good night. Um, take care good seeing you again connor i agree with connor and to build on that i think i would take adrian martinez over sudfeld after that game because he actually just showed poise uh and not even that he looked great throwing the ball per se but he has that scrambling ability which kind of gives if you have poise and you have a good scrambling ability and you have a decent ability to read the defense like you can make things happen and at least and it give you a fighting chance in a regular season game or something, you know, uh, whereas Sudfeld looked like the, like the prototypical quarterback that everyone talks about, where if your starter goes down, the season is over. <laughs> he looked every ounce that guy who was like, you, he's not a bad guy to have on your roster because I'm sure he knows a lot and he's probably good with, with in the quarterback's room, helps out and whatnot, good character guy, but like, he, he just when it comes to performing on the field, he just does not seem to have it. And so I'd rather take a young kid who's got some legs and is you know going to scramble around and try to make something happen than a quarterback like that who's going to choke a bit and just give the games away. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's hard to evaluate some of these guys too when a guy is not maybe playing up to par. Although Laporta dropped one, that might change the narrative a little bit on fourth down early in the game. And then uh, Jameson Williams, I mean. He threw a perfect pass to, and he dropped he it, did. which is a big problem. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the next guy I want to talk about too is Jamison Williams. I, I don't, oh, I wouldn't say he had a great game. In this. One more uh, note 
uh, Z, before you move on there, yep. is that I do think they're going to hold on to Sudfeld and let a, let a battle form before they cut him. Like I think they want Teddy to come in and beat him. Like I think they're going to give him another chance in the preseason to show that well, yeah, like maybe that was a fluke. Um, I'm just saying I think they're going to give him a little more time to fight in this and see if he can prove that that was not the 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 who he was. But as of right now, he looks like an obvious cut. He's a goner. They know what Bridgewater is. Bridgewater is a known entity. And True. This, you know, yeah. I mean, Campbell. It's just a matter of uh, they keep yeah. the three quarterbacks around because Hooker. They don't. They don't even want him to play this year. Period. No. By all accounts. So red shirt year. The Lions are the ones that proposed and got this rule passed this year, where you can keep a third quarterback on your fifty-three man roster, but he doesn't have to be part of your active roster on game day but he could be an emergency fill-in if both quarterbacks go down so that third quarterbacks could still be valuable um but it's a yeah. matter of do you keep a third quarterback on your active roster or not? you say it still takes up a 53 man spot and it's inactive oh because you have to have certain so many inactive on game day anyway right like uh Correct. so 40, i guess that's 45 man roster i believe on game day so uh, that is nice. That's one less position taken up by your third quarterback on game day anyway. Right. You'd still be activated. Correct. Um, well, and yeah. that, so let's go to my next guy. Um, that's Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you, didn't, you didn't look great in this game. Now, you could, you could blame maybe Sudfeld for a lot of that. They definitely did miscommunication for sure. Um, but were you expecting a little more out of Jamison here? Uh, the Lions said they got all they want out of him. They just want to get him reps and run routes. Um, it's, it is tough when you don't have the uh, like a good quarterback uh, back there. You know, yeah, I'd like to see him with golf. Agree, but I mean, you did see the drop, uh, which is what we've heard a lot about. Yes, in the camp, so it's a drop. I mean, like, yeah, it's not good. It's like a little mark against you, so to speak. But at the same time, he's still young. He's still got a long way to go before he's in the regular season games. Like a drop is not. Gonna, said that about Eric Ebron too. Hey, I'm not saying it can't grow into something worse, but like I'm not about to assume that with him. I mean, like too many good receivers have had drops in different times and different plays. Like I know I've, I know Jamar Chase didn't come into the league just said catching everything at practice or in the preseason. Yeah, like true. so, I mean, like good, great player. Like a guy like him, I fully expect to be ready for games and stuff. He's gonna he's gonna get some shit done. Maybe he'll have a drop here and there, but he's gonna make some big plays. I'm just tired of the damn talk about James. I know. So let's just stop, man. Just let's just stop. All right, let's, let's not talk about him. I, I'm serious. It's it's <laughs> nauseating almost. You know, every little thing he does, he's not immature. He's not, whatever. We know he's suspended for six games. I like the fact that Bridgewater's coming in and making him a personal uh, project, if you will, uh, that he's gonna you know work with him and make him into a better pro and all these things. I think Jam was a competitor. And I think once we get down to it and he's playing consistently, I think we're going to see it like a, a we're not going to be questioning it as much. Okay. That, that's what I think. But in the meantime, we have to just put up with all this talk. Cause it's all it is talk. Cause we, <laughs> until he comes back and plays regular. I mean, you know, yeah. But at I, the same it, time, it's, it's just, it's just nauseating. I, I'm with you, Jay, but in this case, we're just talking about how he performed in the game, and it's, I mean, he dropped a pass. Okay, yeah. big deal. He also caught a really nice one in the back of the end zone, so I think, like you said, I think like the line said, they got what they wanted out of him. They're not worried. Neither should we be. Yeah, targeted seven times, two catches for 18 yards. I mean, yeah, nothing exciting, but it is what it is. 
he also wasn't getting thrown too back off. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we we talked about Williams enough, but I just wanted to mention him. He was a faller for me, uh, but yeah. faller. Yeah, no, you can say he's around a faller. The but he, he's not going anywhere. He's staying on this team. Yeah. <laughs> he's not on a bubble. He is. <laughs> he's definitely in a beer. So I don't think he fell enough. at all. Yeah. Um, the next guy I want to go over. Uh, I told you we bring him up later is Will Harris. Um, which some people still have making the roster uh, because he can play that outside cornerback spot if needed. Um, but uh, you know, it, it it wasn't a great game for him. A, a few penalties no. in this game, uh, which is what we've seen in the past from him as well. Um, Cole Beasley twists him up pretty tackle. Good. Yeah, so it's just um, yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think Will Harris is in danger of missing this? Uh, He's been since the day we drafted him, but he still seems <laughs> to stick around. So I, it's he hard does. to bet against the man. And I mean, last year he made plays like that fumble he caused. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't know. He's a tough one to judge all the time. I don't think he's best when you man him up on a guy and leave him on an island. So maybe they put him in a position maybe that he's not best at to just test him and he didn't respond great. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, I, uh, I personally think Campbell likes him and he is versatile. He can play different positions and no, maybe he's not, you know, top of the pole there, but uh, he he's versatile and he's a gritty guy. You know, you mm-hmm. got to give him his due. And uh, as much as we <laughs> were crap on him in this early in his career, this right. guy has staying power. And, uh, and I think Campbell likes him. And I think he's kind of a valuable depth piece. So I think he does make the roster personally. It wouldn't surprise me if he got cut, though. We have so much talent floating around right now back there. But like we said in the past, he must be a great practice player uh, to stick around on this <laughs> roster for this long. I, I don't the way know. he's played yeah. in some of these games. Um, but he, he did take a step up last year. Uh, and he is a, a, good, a good enough depth piece at the very least uh, where he can fill in an emergency. Um, but you know, he's not, he's not a starter by any means. No, so, uh, no. I could always see him making a roster, but then getting cut because someone else got cut on another team and they pick him up and cut him later. Um, so that's still a possibility. Just because he makes 53 man roster doesn't mean you're safe. True. The week after he'd make the, the, the roster. Um, so, yeah, because then other teams know, like, like I mentioned with James Houston lines, might decide okay tell people on the league we're gonna we're gonna cut this guy unless one of you wants to make a deal and get the rights to him um i don't know if will harris falls in quite that same category but um anyways uh the last faller i had was a man named matt nelson the he's kind of been that swing tackle for lions that six offensive linemen they've used them a lot in the past two seasons um but by all accounts does not look great um, in the, in the camp. Look just mediocre at best in this game um, against the Giants. So, I mean, th- th- Matt Nelson, do you think he makes a roster? And also, just uh, what do we think about this second offensive line hmm. in general that the Lions have? Because apparently nobody's really sticking out in the competition, uh, kind of owning, like solidifying right. their spot on the roster. As, as strong as that uh, position is for us, I, I, by position, I mean the O-line. Our starters are really great. But our depth is uh, slightly questionable. I mean, we got Glasgow, which is – I'm so glad we picked him up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Huge. I think, and I'm so glad we drafted Sorzdal because he, by all mm-hmm. accounts, is playing very well. Uh, but after that, uh, boy, it's rough. <laughs> I mean, uh, no one's really stood up. And then Campbell made a point too. He's waiting for people to come out and and stand out from the crowd, and no one has done that yet. No one has risen to that challenge, and uh, that worries me slightly, just for from a depth perspective. And uh, but as far as Nelson personally, I do think he's going to make the team only because of his past experience with the team, and he is very valuable when they put the six linemen out there, which they've done a lot in the past. And uh, I could see him in that role again. Mm-hmm. But as as filling in as a tackle, starting tackle, that's uh, <laughs> it's rough. So, yeah. Uh, Right now, I have this eight offensive line making the roster. It's Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Big V, Panay Sewell, just making the roster. Sewell, just making the roster. Just yeah, just barely. barely. Uh, Glasgow, Sorsdal, <laughs> and then Herman Ilfadi, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, uh, close. And then I have Nelson getting cut uh, from this team, including, and okay. also Obina Easy, and then there's a bunch of other names that are um, a lot of people aren't familiar with, but that, I don't think I need to go over. <laughs> Man, also would be the 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 close cut here. You could see him maybe sticking at the end of the roster. Yeah, well, if they keep eight, yeah, is that what they kept last year? Was that you got to keep at least eight last year? I believe so. I believe because so. that it doesn't I, give you a lot of room for depth if there's an injury. No, but uh, yeah. I, anyway, yeah, go I Red Dog. Yeah. I, 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 the performance of the second team offensive line was pretty abysmal. I thought for the most part they settled down down the stretch. Uh, but I mean Matt Nelson, I don't know. I, I have a hard time sensing. I heard some good things about Benny Ezzi. He's young, got some upside, but I don't know if they're ready to start trusting him as a backup or anything. But uh, yeah, I could be. I could see him getting cut. Like I, I think our depth is still going to be good. Like most of the guys that made our line suck against like the giants aren't going to be there on the roster like you said there's only going to be eight guys so i think our depth in the season is going to be just fine i'm not worried about our depth overall because like you're talking about plugging one of these guys in with you know four other dudes who are top notch so they're not gonna you know you're probably you know god willing you're not gonna be replacing everybody even if you do have an injury like you're gonna you know replace one or two here or there and they're gonna be surrounded by top-notch veterans so you know, I think, and we got some good backup guys for that role. So tackle, I feel less confident about than guards. Our guard interior backups, top notch. I feel like with Glasgow and Sorzdal, it's tackle. I'm a little more concerned about in our depth. I don't see anyone obvious there. Yeah. And that's where Skipper yeah. might have the ledge still. Which I don't know about your guy. Well, who's Omar Effetti? I, I don't know a lot about him. Ermain. Why do you think he's going to make it? R-M-A-I-N. You think he's going to beat Skip out at the last tackle? I do. Uh, I, I just don't think they've seen enough on a minute. Nelson, Hermain Ilfati, just a younger guy. Um, he's had. He's also a starting experience with the Seahawks. Um, mm. So I and what I, I I'm also going by beat writers and their predictions on who makes the roster, and um, they, they've all predicted this guy makes over Nelson. So that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, just a swing tackle uh, that's like looked halfway decent in uh in camp. I I, I can't say he's a strong yeah. player by any means because that's pulled around a lot of different teams in the NFL. So 
Yeah, tackle our tackle depth is not overly impressive, but our interior depth is. is. Yes, agreed, agreed. Well, Glasgow's a huge part of that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But Sorsdal too, if you ask me, like someone with his pedigree, I think there you'd expect him to develop pretty fast. Like uh, all of our other mid round guards, we've picked. But they seem right. to be really happy with his performance too. I mean, it's not just that he, you know, right. potential. They seem to be happy the way he's playing too. So. Like. I still would love if he somehow won the starting spot. I don't think he will. We got two good veterans, but uh, no, he won't. I expect him. I expect him to be a starting guard on this team in the next year or two. Yeah, Yeah. I'd agree. Well, we're we're approaching the uh, the hour mark here, so I I I just want to wrap this up by talking a little bit about next week's game. the Lions are, they have joint practices uh, with the Jaguars this week. I love these joint practices. It's, it's awesome. Uh, I'm glad they're doing two of them with two mm-hmm. different teams. Really get to measure. This is a playoff team from last year, so it's a good. Now, most of the starters won't play in the um, actual game, but right. uh, the joint practices, that's where you get the real work done. Um, and the Jaguars have an ascending quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trayvon Walker and Hutch, you know, going at it, uh, you know, oh, maybe oh, yeah. trying to one up each other in the joint practice. I look forward to hearing about that this week. Um, and it's just another good test. And this game actually got moved to NFL Network, uh, for a national audience to see on at noon, uh, central, one o'clock Eastern on Saturday. And it's going to be another packed Ford field, uh, so it, it should be fun hey, to watch. These I bet that football is still fun to watch, regardless if it's preseason or not. I agree. I, it's just a great. Well, great I bet sport. our I bet our turnout is a big reason why you get that flex. Like you want to show the game where there's enthusiasm and it looks like people are enjoying themselves, not like in a mausoleum in like in an empty stadium, <laughs> and you got like like echoes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just the family, like making the crowd noise uh, the family yeah right the one family that showed up because they're just diehards <laughs> uh yeah but did you guys have anything else to add before we wrap this up hmm no hmm. all right i'm gonna take that as a no i thought oh, i did uh, then i forgot no there yeah we didn't i felt like we like and oddly <laughs> this topic has kind of gone under the radar of most coverage but our backup running backs like I haven't seen him in any highlights or anything, but like, yeah, I've heard good things about Benny Snell. Um, I don't think he makes a roster. I don't know. He like, that's what I mean. I'm just saying that, that it's an intriguing back end of the roster there as well. Who's our, especially with Justin Jackson retiring unexpectedly. Like it does open it up. Uh, I thought he was looking real good for that Snell. third running back. I, I, I don't would, know who's in the lead for it then. Reynolds. Well, you got Montgomery Gibbs, obviously Cabinda fullback running back uh craig reynolds and the, the fifth one is the the question jamar jefferson um who's shown flashes in the past um uh, ibrahim uh, is a guy that i really like personally um i like snell moment. too but uh and a zigbo divine zigbo is the last uh running back that we have in the roster but that sounds wide open i, I did not like what i saw out of snell um from his time in pittsburgh uh pittsburgh didn't have a great off climb albeit but Oh, Snell, just, I no. He, I thought Snell looked slow, um, unexplosive. I, I, I don't I, I don't think he makes a stop. I, I you sound like Donald Trump. 
That kid is slow. He's so slow. <laughs> Slowest kid I've ever seen. Everyone Believe me, everybody that. says he's so slow. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying that's I don't know. I don't see who the favorite is. Maybe it's Mo Ibrahim, but now he's banged up. Jamar, I've heard not spectacular things about him. Like he seems to have not really separated himself much. Like I just don't know. I'm curious to see who that third running back will be. I, I thought Justin Jackson was winning the job uh, after seeing that he great was. route and stuff, and then he retired. So yeah, that to yeah. me that's just hey, see, that are we, we going to make a prediction on the next game here? Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, I, I forgot to do that. Sorry, UJ. Uh, yeah, we we should do that. Let's do it really quick. Let's do our yeah. famous predictions. Ooh. Lions okay. are actually four point underdogs again. Uh, there are three point underdogs against the Giants. Four point underdogs this week. Mm. Um, at home against the Jaguars. Uh, UJ, we'll start with you. What are you predicting uh, the Lions to lose by? All right, I'm predicting <laughs> it's going to be a little more high scoring this time, and I'm going to say. The Lions are going to lose 31 to 24. Cool. It'll be an exciting game. Wow. But, wow. you know, Sudfeld goes for four touchdown passes. They're <laughs> going to go, they're going to be happy with what they see on some of the defensive guys. They're going to pull them, let all the second and third stringers play. And Jags will score a few. The Jaguars, not the Jaguars, but they're going to score some points. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna lose thirty-one to twenty-four. It'll be exciting. We'll see some good action. It'll so that's fun. a good loss to you. The the defense oh, giving man. up thirty-one points. Uh, you know, I just want to see him lose. I'm sorry. Is you know how I feel about it. Disgusting. I just just gotta lose the it's one disgusting. game, and then if they lose this one, then I can lose them to win the next one. You know. I find then, your entire sentiment disturbing. UJ wants to build a losing culture before the season yeah. starts. Maybe I that see, loss. I see you, Jay. Um, Rudd Dog, mm. your prediction. Okay. It is going to be a high-scoring game, but only one side. We're going to score 41 points, and they're going to score zero. Both units, are, all three units are going to dominate. We're going to get another <laughs> kick return touchdown. It's going to be great. Uh, it's just going to give us a fun, exciting highlight reel to watch until uh, we get the real thing. I love let it. a right and everyone will be a riser in the next game. No, yes, no fallers. Cuts are going to be so hard because everyone looks so good on this team. I'm going to go 23 20. No reason for it other than and I, the Lions. Lions win, of course. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. I don't root for my team to lose. UJ. Yeah, it's weird. Only weird us do that. Yeah. You don't. You know. You can't mess with the gods. You know the football gods. You oh you have gosh. to appease the football gods and uh, i'm sorry that's all i'm doing right here is are you trying though? to appease the football gods dj you make no sense sorry. i know yeah. you're only your only you, logic is that the lion there's people out, out there that know exactly what i'm saying i know what you're saying exactly i know what you're saying i just this, disagree yeah well <laughs> yeah, you're young and stupid <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up there's always a good time that is it um we want to thank everybody for listening Instagram at drinking blue Kool Aid, Twitter slash X at drinking lions. Uh, follow Ooh. us on there. Let us know your thoughts on preseason game. Exit out, two. baby. Yeah. Um. Do you do you think Musk and uh, Zuckerberg gonna fight in a cage match? In oh, the- that'll be an awesome play. I'd love to I hope that. so. There's I been hope a lot. Of I, think, I think. I think. 
I think Musk will win and a, not even a punch will be thrown. He'll like yeah. beat him with his mind. It'll be like awesome. <laughs> I think they'll just stare off at each other. Oh my It'll God. be amazing. Zuckerberg will just like fall down. Like, well, like, they're supposed to fight in the Coliseum in Rome. Oh my God. In Rome. So uh, that yeah. really shows you what wealth and uh, power can do for you. You can set up a fight they're, on a whim in the Coliseum. They're both going <laughs> to use like, like drones to control into the fight <laughs> fight for them <laughs> uh, yeah um thanks to sidelinereport.com for hosting the podcast thank you to our producer kid j kid j kid j kid j we always hey, thank producer kid j for producing the podcast doing a great job as always and this is also episode 250 by the way, so congratulations, Whoa, guys! Another milestone. Um, wow. I probably should mention that at the top, but I, you know, we just done so many of these. I, I Two hundred and fifty. Remember, wow. two fifty, and each of these we'll episodes lasts about an hour, sometimes two hours. So you think we've spent two hundred fifty hours plus on here? That doesn't include pre and post. Yeah, we're, we're like really the Tom Brady lines. of so Lions podcast. You know, we we just <laughs> yeah. keep going, man. We're you know, there's so many pods out there now, you know, all these newcomers because the lines are suddenly exciting. Though, well, you know, we've been there, man. We've been there through the bad and like you know, we're still if, here, man. If you do a month, right. if you do the math though, that's like a month of our lives dedicated to this podcast. Ooh. Yeah. And what's funny is how much more we still talk about lions outside of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh if you ask yeah. If you ask my wife or my father, uh, they'll be like, wow, that is a month of your life just completely wasted. And I, I, you know, I your father's the more, best guy obviously. to talk to about the Lions. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bear Fan Dan. We had him on here. Bear we might Fan have Dan, him on in the, in the Lions Den again later this year talking about his, I hope uh, we last do. place I Bears hope team. Always interesting. But, um, All right. <laughs> anyways, we'll wrap this up. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Greatly appreciate it. We'll be reacting thank to you. preseason game two. Uh, an update on our thoughts about the roster. Maybe we'll do rise and fallers again if you like that. We'll, you know, we'll keep thinking of things. Uh, but we have a lot more exciting stuff for this upcoming Super Bowl season. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go, go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.